Welcome to another episode of the Growing Up 8 podcast. Today's story is entitled, Our Eyes Were Watching God, Church on Vacation. Since it was ordained that the Lord rested on the seventh day, Buana felt it necessary that we, too, should honor that fact. God, though resting once weekly, never takes a holiday from watching over us, and neither should we, he reasoned. Going to church on vacation can be more humbling than being assigned the hump in the back seat. Although Dad had taught us that it wasn't so much what you wore to church as how your inward display of piety revealed itself, the man who took our father's place was not beyond stretching the fashion necessities of Vatican II. Still, with Mom and Dad at the helm for most Sundays of the year, we were dressed appropriately and then some. Juana, however, liked to push his luck. Our luggage on vacation rarely contained our typical Sunday best. Whenever we were on vacation and a Sunday would roll around, we tribesmen liked to keep our eyes open for possible thunderstorms and lightning strikes. And it was with more than a little uncertainty that we would exit the Chevy Impala station wagon and look pensively around before moving forward in our gym shorts and tank tops. Nothing could hide that we felt naked and afraid. Adam and Eve may have frolicked gleefully in the Garden of Eden, but Knoxville, Tennessee was a pretty good stretch from paradise, and anonymity was little excuse to the Almighty as far as we tribesmen were concerned. Finding a church on vacation that could service your small flock as well as cater to the busy and precise time schedule Buana liked to keep was often like searching for water in a desert. Luckily, we had the yellow pages, which could be perused in the hotel and calls made to determine service times and match those against Buana's carefully considered chart of arrivals and departures. Finally, a small vacation church would be located, most likely, more likely than not, under the moniker of St. Christopher, the patron saint of travelers. Buana always tried for a Saturday or early evening mass. Perhaps he felt God might be a little less watchful and wrathful and perhaps a tad more forgiving to out-of-towners in these lightly attended services. Whatever his reasoning, we were always terrified. When we arrived at the church, we struggled to our positions as we fell in behind Juana and Mom. On this occasion, the Yellow Pages that served as our consultant was obviously out of date, and we were late. We looked at Juana, uh, since Dad was nowhere in sight. He looked stoically ahead and walked forward down the aisle as the opening hymn was ending. Eight randomly sized bodies with heads ducked in shame followed him in. Eight right hands quickly splashed holy water in a hasty sign of the cross. We were walking into the lion's den, only our Daniel was wearing yellow Bermuda shorts, black socks, and his feet were clad with hard-soled dress shoes. Our eyes strained for some invisible pew in the rear where we could be swallowed in anonymity, but they were all occupied by like-minded vacationers. Buana found a pew. It was in the front row. Our eyes pleaded with the back of his unmoving head. Couldn't we just stand in the back? Dad had wonderful stamina. Juana preferred to be seated. Like sheep, we followed him, heads bowed, trying to make ourselves small. We genuflected quickly. In our shorts and muscle shirts, it was difficult not to be self-conscious, especially before the altar of our Lord. We could feel the eyes of the rest of the parish looking at us, but before long we were praying as we never had before. Nothing brought out Buana's singing voice more than a mass while on vacation. The sermon was a long one, singularly focused on us, the most recent arrivals, or so it seemed to our hypersensitive vacation church natures. The priest was an old school Catholic, and his subject that Saturday afternoon 
was on the proper way to prepare yourself to worship in the Lord's house. Somewhere in the distance, thunder rolled. After what seemed like a record-setting service, which began with my younger brother forgetting to genuflect before entering the pew and garnering the disapproving attention of two or three of the matriarchs of the church, who watched horrified with heads drawn back as if smelling something repulsive, and ended with me absently mangling the lyrics of the final hymn. Incredibly and unfortunately, I found myself subbing in some of my friend Eddie Lim's nonsense lyrics. The debacle was ended. In our hearts and minds, we knew that it would be best for us to wait for the rest of the congregation to leave and for us to retreat as unobservedly as possible, avoiding eye contact. Juana, however, had other plans. Not in our worst nightmares could we have envisioned the sequence of events that would unfold. We had survived the shock of seeing Juana in place of our diet. We had survived the ice machines and their paltry offerings. We had even survived the urine-filled cups carried carefully for over an hour before they could be dumped. But this was too much. Juana stood up and proudly walked with the rest of the congregation to greet the priest at the entrance. We saw a side door and shot hopeful glances at each other, only to have that hope dashed as Father continued walking down the main aisle. Thinking he must not have realized his mistake, we sent a decoy sibling toward the side exit door. Juana met him with a stony glare, and he rejoined us in line, headed toward the priest. Juana's Bermuda shorts appeared golden in the light filtering through the stained glass windows, windows which also began to darken a bit as the storm started to approach. It was not the priest's fault. He had seen Juana coming, but had nowhere to hide. He and Juana exchanged pleasantries, one confident, the other helpless. Juana felt it necessary to retrace our travels across the country that ended here in this fine church. He began to talk about the future destinations of our trip and thought it might be best to offer the priest reassurance that the Lord was looking out for us through all of it. Something or someone saved the priest. I think it was an altar boy, but he hurried away from us and we started for the parking lot. We had made it. We had survived without one of us being struck down. Juana was beaming. He loved vacation churches.